Hi everybody, this is Dr. Baker, uh, Tuesday night chats with Dr. B. Baker, and that would be me. And you can probably tell I haven't done this in weeks because I messed up on the intro, but you know, all is good. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus and we thank you for mess ups. This is not a blooper. This is something that people are able to see that this is really me. It's not a clone or anything. I thank you for all the, uh, thank you, Father, for <clears throat> all that you've done. Thank you for Pastor Lanzine uh, doing the program for the four weeks that I was gone, but I'm glad to be back. And we give you praise, glory, and honor in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, we are in the process of preparing for a move. So we won't be in the ministry doing these tapings. Um, what we're going to do is I'm doing these from home. So you get the opportunity to come into my home. And um, uh, we're going to be doing this because we're taking that space and we're having it for packing and other things. You didn't need to hold all of that, but I told you anyway. So... Uh, you know, I was trying to figure out, okay, Lord, what is it that you want me to talk about tonight? And what is it that you want me to share with the people? What is it that you want to illuminate in me, bring forth, and all of that? And let's go to Hebrews 11. In Hebrews 11, I'm going to first read this out of the Passion Translation. Now, faith, <coughs> when right now, Faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen, unfelt, unheard, and all of that. Out of the King James it says, now faith, and that word now is the, did. And it means right now. It means um, moreover. It means uh, in the moment. It does not mean uh, uh, happening sometimes. You know, a lot of times what one of the things that people do, they say, I'm believing for this. I've been believing for that. You're not in faith. You're not really believing. Either we, Mark 11 speaks about it. And it says that when you pray, believe that you have received those things that you prayed for. Let's go to uh, James 1 and, um, oh, that's Jude. Okay, let me see if I can find Jacob in here. There we go. Okay, I'm going to read some other things to you also. I want you to get this, and as we do, then... We're going to be able to talk about it. <clears throat> uh, James 1, and I'm starting at verse 2. My fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an in, in, invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up power within. Uh, within you to endure all things. Okay, let me just go here. Uh, wasn't going to go there, but it seems like I'm going to. <clears throat> I was in the hospital recently. My uh, oxygen levels were real low. I was having uh, a lot of difficulties. 
And I don't even know what difficulty I was having because I really didn't pay any attention to all the diagnoses, all the things that they were saying. Why is that? Because I had to stay present with what it was that God was saying. I don't know about a diagnosis. I don't know uh, about what it was that they were expecting. I don't know about anything that they were saying. I was not paying attention to the natural body. The thing I had to do, and this is what this is saying, is I had to be hidden in him. I had to be hidden in my God. I had to be hidden in faith. And I had people, apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, my daughters, uh, 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 really praying. I'm not talking about praying these prayers, God help Dr. Baker. I'm talking about intercession. Well, my faith, I only had faith for one thing. That's all I had faith for. I had faith to keep my eyes fixed on God, to be absent from whatever it was that I was feeling, that all of the different emotions, all of those things, they were gone. They were put to rest. It was as if God gave them a sedative. Okay, all of these feelings, all of these things, all of the stuff running around in my head. Did I have opportunities? Did I have things when one of the ladies in our congregation, when she died, uh, when I was in the hospital on that Wednesday? I mean, that was one of the things. And then I had to fight some fear. Wow, she died. We're really close together in age. Uh, uh, I wonder if tonight's going to be my night. And then I had to rebuke that fear and I had to get back into the place. Why is that? Because this is where, that was where my safety was. Even though the pain level uh, of my body, they would ask me, how, how are you feeling? I said, I am spiritually strong, mentally fit. That's all I would say about my body. Well, are you experiencing this? Are you cold? Are you hot? Are you are you having this? Are you having this? I, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even I wouldn't even dignify it with an answer. I did not talk about the symptoms. Why is that? One of the scriptures, I did not have the scripture at the time. I only got the scripture after I came out. Was I knew that if I was present with whatever it was that I was feeling, that it would take my mind and it would have it so, okay, here's what's going on. What does this mean? Here's what's going on. What does this mean? Here's what's going on. What does this mean? I feel this. I feel this. What does this mean? What does this mean? And so therefore, I would not have been able to walk in faith. I would not have been able to walk in the little itty bitty uh, um, uh, mustard seed faith that I had that was able to hook on to all of those faith of the people that were actually praying for me. I know Apostle Cal was. I know that my daughter was. I know Apostle Eddie was. I know that there were people that were truly interceding. I'm talking about apostles. I'm talking about people from all, all over. Uh, uh, I know that Barry Cook was praying for me. Apostle Cook. I know these people. Number one, I knew that these things were happening, but I wasn't even cognizant of that. It wasn't one of those things that says, okay, I know these people are praying for me. I didn't even think about them. I didn't even think about them, but when I was resting in him, when I refused to look at whatever the situation, this is what James is talking about right now. This is what God's word is true. God's word is true. You know, uh, I, I had said this and I'll say this again. I, until I was uh, um, 
until I had gone through something, until I had gone through something, I did not realize how good God was and how good God is. And what does that mean? Uh, uh, you know, David said this, until I was, what was the word he used? Um, until I was not battered, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, at any rate, I'll think of it in a minute. But at any rate, until I had gone through something, I did not realize how God can carry you through things. And when he carries you through things, it's almost like he has you in this little incubator where you're not feeling the things. All of the things that were going on with me, uh, people were betting on whether I would live or, or die. One of the nurses came in and he says, I'm not a betting man. I think this is when I had been in there. I think it was on a Thursday. He says, but I bet that you will. He says, you're healthy and your attitude, the whole attitude. He was looking at the attitude. And the whole thing of it is, is that whatever it is that you're going through, it's the attitude. See, my attitude proved that I had some kind of faith because I kept saying, I am spiritually, I am spiritually strong. I was spiritually strong enough, and I'm just realizing this right now, I was spiritually strong enough to keep my eyes fixed to the right, to keep my eyes on Him, to not look at anything that was here in the earth, to not look at my finances. Yesterday, something happened that was really interesting. I looked at my bank account, and I had to look again. It was a double look, and then God led me as to exactly what it was that I was to do. Because otherwise, I would have been up this, this proverbial creek without any kind of paddle, without any kind of anything. But I kept looking at him. I didn't look at this. I let look and I listened. See, I listened. I had to quiet myself. I had to quiet myself so that I could hear what it was that the Spirit of Truth was leading me into. So it doesn't matter whether it's your physical body. It doesn't matter whether it's your finances. It doesn't matter whether it's your children. It doesn't matter whether it's your church. It doesn't matter whether it's a situation that looks like it's totally, totally, totally impossible. What God says is what God says. Now listen to this. He says, for you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up power within you. Why? Uh, for what? To endure all things. To endure all things. And then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. And uh, he goes on, if you desire to be wise and all of that. But I'm not going there. I'm jumping down to verse 6. Just as... Oh, yeah, I might as well read that. And if anyone longs to be wise, ask God for wisdom. And he'll give it to you. He won't see your lack of wisdom as an opportunity to scold you over your failures. <coughs> but he will... Overwhelm your uh, overwhelm your failures with His generous grace. God wants to see you succeed no matter what. Just make sure. Ask empowered by confident faith. Here is the biggest problem that people have. Here it is. How are you? Oh, I'm healed. I'm blessed of the Lord. But here's everything that I'm going through. Ain't no faith there. Sorry. Because here it is. Now faith is. If I if it don't 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 say I'm healed of the Lord or I'm blessed. I mean I got all the money that I need or I have thus and so and then bring on those other things. Here's this, but 
what you've just done is you said this this part is not true i'm hoping i'm expecting that's expectancy that's future when i say i am healed then this is what it is the facts are that the symptoms are truly there the facts are that the bank account looks looks unky the facts are that these situations are as these situations are but the truth is what it is that i speak out of my mouth the bible says choose this day who it is that you're going to serve whether i'm going to be present with the body or whether I'm going to be present with the Lord. My choice is to be absent from the body. What does that mean? Absent and void of it being able to run my life. Absent and void of it telling me what it's going to do. Of it's telling me how it's going to feel and how I'm going to react. See, it can feel any way it chooses to, but I don't have to act and react to it. Even in this day, some things started to happen in my body and I had to turn quick. I had to turn quick. I had to call that. I had to look at that. That may be a fact, but that fact is not something that's running this thing. That fact is not something that's running this. I was coming back up the stairs and I felt winded. And I having to look at this and saying, maybe the Bible says that you got to be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, he's roaming around. He's looking to see whom he can devour. And the Bible says to to uh, uh, to not to, to not be slack, to 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 be cautious all the time, to be on your guard. See, when you're going through something, when you are choosing to look at the the facts and choose to choose the truth over the facts, you got to be vigilant. You can't be laid back. You can't think about something one time and not think about it the other time. Every time, every single time it happens. And he makes sure that it happens and it happens and it happens and it happens and it happens. Why is it? Because he's eating dust. This is dust. I'm a dust bunny. This is dust. But I also have to remember that because of who it is I'm seated in, this is also the temple of Holy Spirit. And I have to let the Holy Spirit know. I have to let him know this is your temple. This is your temple. You are required to take care of this temple. I'm going to kick out anything that does not look like you. But you're the one that takes care of this temple. You're Lord over this body. You're Lord over my mind. I got the mind of Messiah. So it's like one of these things he says. Now, this is, this is what it is that he says. He says, uh, be confident without doubting that you will receive. For an ambivalent person believes, <coughs> believes one minute and doubts the next. Being undecided makes you become like the rough seas driven and tossed by the wind. You're up one minute and you're tossed down the next. When you are half-hearted and wavering, it leaves you unstable. I submit to you, we have so many unstable so-called believers. We have so many unstable Christians. We got so many unstable people. Why? Because they have never chosen, choose this day who you're going to serve. Whether you're going to serve the God that was over on the other side, the Adamic nature, or whether you're going to serve the God that takes care of everything. 
He says, can you really expect to receive anything from the Lord when you're in that condition? You can't expect. I couldn't expect. No one can really expect to receive anything. So then what choice do I have? I got a choice. I got to go back to the Adamic nature. I got to go back and I must start to operate under the laws of these people. I got to go back and I got to ask the banker. I got to ask the doctor. I got to ask the lawyer. I got to ask all of these different people to rescue me. Okay? I have to ask them. Come on, show me what's going on with me. You tell me. I mean, Dr. Baker, have you ever had that kind of weakness? I'll tell you something. I had that kind of weakness the other night. And then I had to check myself. What happened uh, the other night? Um, ooh four or five days ago, maybe a little bit longer than that, my pulse rate went up to 106, 108, and that's not normal. That is very unnormal. And so one of the things of it was is that all of these thoughts, all of these things were bombarding me. And so I figured, okay, I got a choice. I can try and sleep, and or I can try and do this, or I can try and do this, or I can put this to rest. And so one of the things that I did, because while I was building my faith, while I was building my faith, I said, okay, I'm going to do something. I called the doctor, I called the, the, the uh, hospital number and spoke to an advice nurse. I said, here is what's going on with my body. The pulse rate, the pulse rate is 106 and 108. I said, I know that's not normal. I said, tell me, uh, 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 talk to me. She says, hold on, I'm going to talk to the doctor. What she did is went to the doctor and he says, um, it, that's, that's not good, but it's not bad either. Let's make you an appointment for tomorrow. I said, fine. She says, do you want to come into the office? I said, oh, no, 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 no. Because one of the things I knew, I knew by the morrow, by the time I woke up, that my faith level was going to be strong enough so I wasn't going to be driving all the way to nobody's hospital. I said, no, a video appointment can be okay. So here it is now. Normal people. And when I'm talking about normal, okay, I'm talking about people in the earth would say, oh no, I got to go so that they can take my pulse. I got to go so that they can take my, my temperature. I got to go because this may be happening and that may be happening. Nope, I'm thinking, I can talk to you on the phone. I can talk to you on my iPad. I can talk to you that way. I talked to the doctor and we, we conversed about a few things and, and, and I praised the Lord and, and uh, he kind of did too. And uh, we, got, we got through that. I mean, I got the answer to what it was that I was to do or what it was that this was about. But the thing of it is, is this. It did, at that moment it was, but by the time I talked to him, I was okay. I was back in my focus. Now, I'm, this is why I'm telling you this. This is why I'm being very vulnerable to you. I am being transparent. Why is that? Because one of the most important things is this, is to let you know that I'm not in, I, I have not, I mean, there will be a day that I will be able to walk in this totally, all the time, 24-7, but it hasn't been yet, but I tell you, it's only momentarily, it is not continuously, why is that, because number one, I watch my tongue, he says, death and life is in the power of the tongue, he also says, I can set on fire, I can destroy, or I can build with my tongue, 
and he's talking about my life. So I'm questioning you. I'm asking you. I'm asking this audience today. What is it that you're doing with your mouth? What is it that you have believed God for? What is it and how is it that you're, work, you're walking? Many people are getting sick. Many people around us are dying. Many things are happening. And what happens is this. We start to focus on what this, this says, on what these symptoms are. I have never... I have never looked up one of the symptoms that they said I had. I have never looked up anything. I honestly, uh, for real, honestly, honest to God, cross my fingers and all of this other kind of stuff. I do not know the diagnosis that I had in the hospital. And you know what? I probably never will know. You know why? Because I don't care. All I cared about was this. My, my focus... Now, I'm not telling you to live there. I'm not telling you what to do. I am not telling you how to live, but I'm telling you some things about this. You're going to have to look at the facts, which is the Adamic nature. You're going to have to look at how it is that we live in this earth. And you're going to have to decide one day, who is it that I trust? Do I trust my flesh? Do I trust my emotions? Do I trust what it is that I feel? Do I trust my situations? What is it that I really trust? Who do I really trust? And stop lying. I mean, we got so many people just be running around just lying, you know, oh, this and that. I mean, you know, and then, and then, oh my God, oh, I'm praying for you. And I'm thinking, why? You're not even praying for your, you don't believe your prayers. If we start to believe our prayers, then we would say, I have prayed for you. And now God has called me into intercession. And this is what I decreed. And this is it. I don't have to go through that constantly and constantly. Here it is. You won't believe for yourself. But yet you're going to pray for me. See, the people that I really believe prayed for me. And those that I prayed for, it's just like this morning. One of the apostles, they were they 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 just they put an offer in on a property. They uh, uh, put an offer in. They wanted this property, and uh, finally they told them that they would accept their offer, but they had to have X number of dollars uh, in the in the uh, in the bank so that they could prove that they had the down payment. This morning we prayed for it. I talked to this apostle this evening and that money came supernaturally. That over hundred and some thousand dollars came supernaturally. He was able to put it into the bank. And one of the things that he says, he says, and Dr. Baker, mom, you're next. And I took that, I took that, I take that, and I know that we are next. I know the supernatural things are working, but if I don't let the supernatural work here, why would I want it to work over here? If I'm not going to uh, uh, stand on God's word and say these things are facts, I'm not telling anybody to deny the facts. The facts are, is that my body was this. Here was another, there was another thing I did. And if you watched any of my programs, you said, I'm tired of hearing this. Well, stop. You get tired of reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, too, because it says the same thing in all of them. Okay. any rate, one, one of the things of it was is that I, I, I had to do is I, I, I had to keep repeating what it was that God was saying, what it was that I truly believed, what it was when they asked me, how do you feel? I'm spiritually strong, mentally fit. But how do you feel? I just told you. 
I am spiritually strong, mentally fit. Yeah, I hear that. I hear you're spiritually strong. And, and one of them got kind of a little nasty, and I thought that was cute. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, but how do you feel? I don't understand the question. What do you mean you don't understand the question? How do you feel? You know, you. how do you feel? I don't understand the question. I already gave you the answer. I am. Now listen to this. I am spiritually strong. See, what I was re reinforcing without being cognizant of it is that I'm a spirit. And my spirit man was strong. And my spirit man was that that was going to carry it. And my mind was fit. My mind was strong. And so my spirit and my mind came in agreement together, Crystal. And what happened was this, was my spirit man and my mind came into agreement. So what had to happen is that the body had to come into alignment with it. Why? Because I would say nothing else. You see, sometimes what we do is we feel that we need to answer people the way they want to be answered. But I can't do that. See, if I had have done that, I would probably not be sitting here tonight talking to you from my home. I would not be talking to you, period. Why? Because I would have succumbed to the lower life. I would have succumbed to the Adamic nature. I am divorced from Adam. I am not married to the Adamic nature. I have died. I was crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, it's not I that live, but the Son, but, but this Christ is the Messiah. It's the one that lives in me. When I accepted him as Lord, that means he's my master. That means he's my owner. That means he's my protector. That means he's my provider. He's my healer. He is my everything. When I accepted him as Lord and as the more I find out about his lordship the more I realize that I am not my own that I have someone that lives on the inside of me and as long as I stay seated in him I'm going to hear what it is that he has to say now if I'm going to stay seated in the earth who am I going to hear from? I'm going to hear from earth mites. Do you understand? I'm going to hear from dust bunnies. I'm going to hear from all these little earth mites. And they got all of this. Well, this might happen, and this might happen, and this might happen, and this might happen. Well, you know, you know, this is what they say. This is what you need to do. This is this. But as long as... I stay seated in him. How can I stay seated in him and not have his mind? That's the only way I can have his mind. He says, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. So here it is, Jesus on the earth. He was fully God and fully man. He was always, he was always in heaven. And he was always on earth. I am always in heaven. And I am always on earth. I'm in this world. World, but I'm not of it and as long as I can remember that as long as that's first place in my life then I'm safe but otherwise I get out of my position 
And what do I do? I go down here and I'm trying to I'm trying to make sense of what's going on in my life. Well, I don't understand. I can tell you. What I don't understand is Dury's grandmother used to tell him, I mean, it would make 20 other worlds. Do you understand what I'm saying? I don't need to understand. All I need to do is to have the instructions of what it is. And then I need to also be a finisher. See, he is the author and the finisher of my faith. He is the author and finisher of my health. He is the author and the finisher of all of it. And he is finishing this. But my job is to stay in agreement with him. When I get out of agreement with him is when I take my eyes off of him. See, when I take my eyes out of him, when I take my mind and have my mind be an earth mind, and then when I take my mind and have it to be an earth mind, then what happens is this, then I get out of whack. Because then I get double-minded. I don't know who to, who to believe. See, oh my God, that pain. Ah, I wonder. Oh, immediately I just got hooked. I wonder. I wonder if this is this. I wonder if this is this. Here it is. They say, by the, uh, 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 okay, you can go now. You're healed. You just have to do thus and so, and all of this, you're healed. And then one of those same pains. One of the things that I tell my body, I am constantly loving my body. You know, you have no memory of any sickness. I'm telling you, cellular memory, you have no memory of sickness. You have no memory of any disease. You have no memory of any pain. You have no memory. Forget, you must forget any sickness, any disease, any pain, any poverty, any, any loss of memory. You must forget those things. See, forgetting those things which are behind. I press towards the promise. I press towards the high mark in Christ Jesus, which has made me free. Do you understand? It has made me free from the law of sin and death. Okay, but I go back and I say, yeah, but... Okay, when I use my yeah, but it's saying I, 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 I just I, I, I don't believe all of that stuff. Yeah, but okay, here is the but again. And, it, you know, and, and, and then I become the butt of the joke because the adversary is doing nothing but laughing. But I'd rather be with God because he laughed and hissed the enemy out of his place. Is what I'm telling you to do today easy? No. You know, I was talking to someone um, today about um, a situation with a job. And as he was talking, he was talking about a situation with a job and how he had to tell someone, okay, I know you don't want to be on this job. This job is hard. This job is this. This job is this. But God's not finished with you yet. And when that person decided to go ahead and take the advice uh, uh, reluctantly as it was, and go ahead and stay on that job, God did something that exceeded abundantly more than this person could ask or could think. Why is that? Because God uh, has it so that we need to go through some things. And as we go through these things, what happens? It strengthens us. You know, some of you have, some, some of you have no muscle. 
You have no you have no power, no no anything that you're allowing yourself to use. Because the only way that we can use the power of Almighty God, I got the power over this. I got the power over this. Not unless you're seated in him. Because the Bible says all power in heaven and earth has been given unto unto Jesus. And the only way I can use his power is to be seated in him. And then when I use his power, it's him using his power through me. When I use his authority. And signs and wonders and miracles happen. On a, um, <clears throat> we had uh, something on one of our love and unity things. One of the apostles was going through something with her mouth and, and stuff like that today. And uh, people had talked to whatever it was. And I said, oh no, um, I can tell you exactly what I said. Hold on. I said, uh, do you speak to the pain in the name of Jesus? No, let's say this. We command, we, co we command that, we command that, 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 that releases you or whatever it was. And here it is. We get an email back, Dr. Baker, I just spoke to the pain as you instructed. Oh my God, this thing stopped. Okay? It's like, hello, hello. This is not about me. This is about him and us speaking to it. Where this apostle was seated in her place, but she chose, she had not uh, uh, thought about the fact, wait a minute, I'm seated in him. So that means that I have the opportunity to speak like him. And when I have the opportunity to speak like him, then I can expect the results that he gets. I mean, it's easy sometimes for us to forget to do that. You know, many times what happens in our lives is we just go ahead and we forget to do what it is that needs to be done. And then we forget to make ourselves familiar with the fact that we are seated in him. I'm going to uh, go ahead this. Uh, um, James 1, <clears throat> I'm going to read it to you out of the... Um, King James, it says, My brother, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, into all of these different kinds of temptations, into uh, the proving of stuff, into uh, uh, the bodily conditions, into all of these different kinds of things. Why is that? Because it's going to give God the opportunity to work in your behalf and in my behalf. When I was in this situation, it is really interesting I don't even remember the pain. I don't remember what it is that I went through. All I remember is this. It was as if God took me. Because my focus was on him. It was as if, and I said this before, but it was as if he took me and put me in a safe place so that my mind didn't go in a direction that it should have gone in and then all of a sudden it was as if this time <clears throat> this particular space he let me know when i had to be out of that place so it didn't matter what was going on i knew that that friday the 20th i knew that i had to leave that place it did not matter what they would have said it mattered not to me i knew that i had to leave that place and at the time it did not look like they were going to let me out or whatever it was or me uh, whatever but i knew i had to and then when the doctor came in he says mike he says he didn't say my god he says you have exceeded my expectations 
He let it be known that I had done better, so much better than he thought. And when I came home, I came home with a little bit of oxygen. One point, what was it? One and a, one and a half. One and a half, uh, 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 yeah, that I had to use of their oxygen. And then by that Thursday, when Apostle Cal spoke over me and, and spoke, I saw you last night without any oxygen. I took that thing out of my, my nose, and that was the end of that story. Call the people next day and say, come and get your oxygen. My head saying, maybe you better keep it a couple of days now. <laughs> you know, you better keep it, you know something might happen you might need to just have just a little sniff of it and I said come get this thing they didn't come get it but I took it all apart I made sure that it was it was out of my place it was out of my space it was out of my mind there was nothing that I was going to do I could not fall back on it either I fell on God and he did what it is that he said or I was I mean <clears throat> I was going to live or die with God's word because if I had to put that back in my nose, if I had decided, oh no, oh no, oh no, I need that for just one more time, then what would have happened would have been something that it would have been totally dependent. Here it is, is this. This is why I couldn't be double-minded. I would have been unstable. That means that I would have been on flaky ground. That means that I would not have been able to walk in the power and the authority. That means that I would not have been able to do whatever and whatever pain hits, whatever situation happens, whatever happens here, whatever uh, uh, shortness of breath or this happens, that I'm not running to the doctor every five minutes. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I'm not really taking, uh, I'm, I'm counting how strong I am. So what it is is that I'm looking at the thing, I'm looking at where I want to go. I'm looking, and I, I'm here to tell you, if any of you have questions online, please send the questions, and they will ask uh, the questions or whatever it is, because normally we have interactive time, and I don't want to stop that. I don't want it to be uh, any of that. Uh, you know, I don't want that. You got a question? Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, the first question is, during these opportunities come, that... Come, come over here so that you can... Okay. Oh, never mind. Uh, don't, don't walk your butt. Don't, don't walk. Never mind. Go ahead. Speak loud. During these opportunities that you've had, like in James 1, do you, Apostle Baker, mention <coughs> Jesus to the people that are unbelievers as they have watched you go through the trials? No. Okay. No. Uh, I, 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 I mean, well, help me understand. understand. I don't, I don't know the question. Okay. Um, like, do you make it a priority to do so or not? Can you give an example of when you do or don't and why? So, do you mention Jesus? And if you don't, if you do, or, do you or don't you? And if you don't, can you give an? Ex I mean, or if you do, give an example how you do it. And if not, can you tell why? Okay, you mean somebody asked me how I got healed, or someone asked me a question, or someone, uh, or what? In the hospital, you're not mentioning Jesus. You're not saying anything about him, or. How are you witnessing? I think that's okay. My whole my whole witness was in the <clears throat> hospital. My whole witness was I am spiritually strong. Okay, my music a, a little bit of music. Uh, Pastor Mike sent me uh, 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 music on my from 
on my iPhone. I, yeah, iPhone, because that's the only thing I had in there. And he sent me music and stuff. And <clears throat> I, uh, I talk about, I, 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 if, if they would ask me, or there would be opportunities to talk about different things, but I didn't just come out and talk about Jesus. No, because one of the things of it is, is this. When God gives me, here it is, I'm being led by the Spirit of God. When he wants me to mention the name of Jesus, what I did do is to offer them, I mean, I did more, more counseling, I did more therapy in there, because there was nurses and doctors, uh, I mean, nurses, uh, male and female, they were having problems with their family, they were dealing with a lot of patients, they were dealing with different things, and so I helped them, and I let them know that I had uh, a faith-based uh, practice and that I was not under the auspices of the state of California so that there were things that I could help them with that would possibly uh, uh, be able to to uh, um, integrate in their lives in ways that there's things that I don't have to do that those that are licensed by the state of California did but I'm very cautious because I don't want to just throw something out there one of the things that I find is this, as an apostolic, uh, uh, um, uh, living an apostolic life, living the life of the kingdom of God is this, it's more about uh, allowing people to ask me about what it is that I do and then listening to, to God so that he can tell me what to do. And then here it is here. If you want to know more, then you can call me because just leading somebody to Jesus out there. Oh, here, just pray this prayer. That is really doing more harm many times than anything else. Pray this prayer. And then it's like having a baby and leaving it on a doorstep. You're not there to, 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 um, disciple it you're not going to talk to it again or whatever it is so I'm very cautious and I lead up to things I lead up to people and I'm I'm led by him God what do you want to do with this person what do you want me to say see I'm in constant thing why because I'm seated in him and I only want to say what it is that he wants me to say so um, I hope that helps if not yeah, then thank you okay mm -hmm. any other questions Oh, wow. Come on. Questions. Okay, I'm almost finished anyway, because I'll just take 45 minutes or an hour. Okay. Uh, uh, here's the other thing <clears throat> in talking about that. Okay. You see, what we do so many times is we do things, we evangelize almost like the world does. It's like, how many people can I get to say this prayer? How many people? It's it's like an MLM, multiple. Uh, Multi-level marketing. Multi marketing, yes. How many people can I get in? How many people can I sign up? And most of those people, you're not going to take the time. The only thing you're going to try and do is get them to a meeting. Get them to a church building. Get them there. It's not going to be, okay, I am going to disciple you. I am going to father you. I am going to help you walk through this. Here, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm going to lead you to my, my, my king, then I'm going to tell you about him. I'm going to tell you, let's go to the book of Romans so that you can see where it is you came from. Because, I mean, why do you go to the book of Romans? Well, that's the, that's the scripture you use. You go to Romans 10, 9, and 10, and you have them repeat the prayer. Then why have them jump over to John or somebody? Why have them to go back into the old covenant, okay, to talk about John when you can keep them in the new covenant? So what I do is, um, I mean, my pattern is to be able to, 
to uh, talk to them about what it is that just happened to them, to be able to start to Bible study them. And if it's four, five, six people that, 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 I, that, was, that it happened to at one time, then what it is is that I'm going to do this, but I'm going to find out about them. I'm going to build a relationship. And you see, that's one of the things, that born again thing, that's still the outer court. And then the people are going to have to understand enough to get born again, I mean, to get spirit filled. And then as they get spirit filled, they're just in, they're just in the holy place. That does not mean that they have gotten into the other place. This is where they're discipled. This is where the local church, this is where, I mean, the local uh, uh, congregation, this is where they get fathered. This is where they get mothered. This is where they get taught. This is where they get loved. This is where they get rid of all of those things that the world has done done to hurt them this is where we humble ourselves this is where we serve the people so I do not want to have 50,000 people on my notches that's these many people I led to Christ or they accepted this but then they got lost in the in in the mix because then it's harder to get them to come to a place where they actually have a relationship a relationship so I want people to be led to relationship yes I want a heart of evangelism, but I want his heart of, re of evangelism. His heart of evangelism. He didn't just do that and just leave people. He didn't just, I mean, he didn't just go talking to them. He fed them. He had, he, they let, he, they knew where he was going to be. And they did all of these things. And this was before the cross. And what happened, even Paul, even uh, Peter, all of them, James, his brother, all of these people, what happened is this. When they told people about Yeshua, what happened was this. They were able to let them know. Now you're going to, you know, here is this. They let them know all of these different things, like the book of Romans. I mean, my God, the book of Romans will help people so much because they will get out of that baby state. They will know who they used to be. They will understand that they have a place, that they're seated in another place, that there is something great for them, that they have been forgiven. This is where they begin to love themselves. This is when they begin to accept who it is that they are. I uh, shared something with a group a couple of days ago, uh, last week or whatever it was, in uh, uh, one of the meetings that I was in. Oh, actually, I can read this to you and then we can end on this. Because this was in... The question? Mm -hmm. oh, go for it. Okay. <clears throat> the question is, is spirit-filled an example of being baptized with the Holy Spirit in fire? Uh, most people never get baptized with fire. Uh, being spirit filled, uh, most people are filled. I mean, you're filled with the spirit of God when you when you really truly accept who He is. But that it's a separate thing. It's getting baptized. Number one, you got to get baptized in water, and then you get baptized with the uh, you know, and then you can get baptized with the Holy Spirit, or it can come whichever way. But most people never get baptized with fire because they never change. And fire means that the things that were uh, that were in your life before they no longer belong in your life see those other things are passed away and maybe this will end. go ahead uh, okay uh, uh, I, I don't know if that helps or not but no that's not an example of that okay here's something that God had for me to, to do is there more of a question okay well that's good okay listen to this now and this is something that happened he says how do you see yourself <clears throat> first uh, this is the thing that I was teaching on first it's about love 
when God brought me into a face-to-face -face encounter with a person that had uh, all kinds of despicable, uh, was a despicable person, a liar, a cheater, a prostitute, a thief, a crook, a porn person, hurt, uh, hurt my family, my children, my mother, my brother, my sister. And he wanted me to love her as if, uh, as if she was him. I could not understand how this could happen. I knew things about this woman that nobody else knew. And I was to forgive, embrace, and love her as if she was God. And to do it, uh, uh, and to do it, not just to try it, to also forget about her past and to treat her the way that I would treat him. He said that was the only way I could do it. Um, do uh, to do this uh, do this uh, first uh, was to determine how, uh, the only way I could do this but first I had to determine to obey that was the first thing that I had to determine will, he says will you obey me what was I hearing from him was that I was going to have to <clears throat> decide to obey or not obey I decided to obey the person that he was commanding that I love unconditionally, non-judgmental, all of these things, it was me. See, and this is where most people never get. They blame themselves for the past. All of these things that I did before I had accepted, uh, uh, before the, the uh, Jesus, my Lord, my Lord came in, okay? Um, another reason I don't just go ahead and talk about Jesus because I need to talk about the Lordship. Uh, people accept Jesus as Savior, but they never accept him as Lord. And if he's not Lord, he's really not Savior. See, he, I mean, you know, he saved me, but he's never been Lord. See, so when I decided to obey him and he says, love the Lord my God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength and love my neighbor as myself, well, that meant that I had to love me in ways that, that were almost impossible. But I chose and he says it was me. So I had to choose to obey and love myself the way I would love him. Along with that came a mentality with it that has allowed me not to really be affected at what other people's opinions are about me and what uh, 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 what he has called me or told me to be. And what does that mean? That means that I can walk in the positions, I can walk in the places, I can do these things. It's not, I don't care how other people think about me. It is not that kind of thing. Because number one, I don't know how other people think about me until they tell me. Okay? And when they tell me, sometimes it hurts. Somebody cussed me out recently, and it hurt because of the love that I have for them. But I had to get over that. And... But it still keeps coming back and I have to get over it again and over it again. Why is that? Because I have to love me and then I get the opportunity to love them. Because if I can't love me, how in the world am I going to love somebody else? If I'm going to be blaming me every time I walk around, if I'm going to be doing that, this is why I am so glad that God gave me the gift of repentance. God, I repent for not loving myself the way that you, that, that uh, loving myself the way, it showed me how I'm loving you, Lord. I ain't loving you too good right now. You understand? I mean, you know, we ain't, we ain't, we ain't, we ain't, we ain't smooching, you know, right at this particular time because, you know, I ain't feeling it all about myself, okay? He said, I'm not asking you how you feel about yourself. He says, I'm asking you to come to a decision. And when you come to that decision that you will love you, see, and you get into that position, and that love has nothing to do with feelings. 
That love has nothing to do with anything. All it has to do with is obedience. It has to do with it is a truth, not a fact. It's a truth. Why? Because the love of Jesus is in me. And what it is is that he pours it out. And when he pours it out, he pours it out into every part of my being. If I had not have loved me the way he wanted me to love me, I would not be here. I had to love me so that I could believe, so that I would believe. And you see some people say, well, it's just hard for me to love myself. And it'll be harder tomorrow, too. Why? You just let that crap come out your mouth. Well, I just, you know, you just don't understand. No, I don't. And I don't really want to understand. You know, he said this. See, it comes down. This is why I know that you're still living in the outer court. See, you haven't even come into the holy place. You can go ahead and... Oh, yay! You can do all the things you want to do. It won't matter. Do you understand? Because why? Because you're choosing not to obey. You're choosing to take, you're choosing to be married to Adam. Because why? The Adamic nature, because that's the nature that is truth to you. That's the one that you're faithful to. And as long as you're faithful to that dude, you sure ain't going to be married to God. He ain't taking seconds. See, in anything. And so it's, 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 it's just a matter of truth. Okay. Do you have a question? Oh, okay. So it's... What is it? Uh, this is going back to the other thing. They're asking you to give an example of being baptized in the Holy Spirit and fire. Because you said, number one, born again, and two, spirit filled. Please elaborate a bit on that by itself, and please give an example of being baptized in the Holy Spirit and fire. I, I just did that yeah. with obedience. See, when you're baptized in fire, that means that you obey Him. If He tells you to love yourself, which He does, then you do. If He tells you to uh, love others and forgive them, you do. See, because the fire, that widowing fire is, I, it has burned up that old nature. And there, all it is, is that it's not, it's, and, and then it's praying in tongues and it's keeping yourself prayed up in tongues. But the whole thing of it is, is this. There are some of the meanest critters, some of the meanest people in the world that pray in tongues. They be and then somebody says something to them or they lie. They're liars and they're cheaters and whatever it is. See, it burns up the Holy Spirit and fire. The fire burns up those things that are not like God. It brings you to a place of lordship. It brings you to a place that he is lord of your life. It brings you to a place that he is owner. In other words, when I... Uh, went through what I went through I, because I was baptized in the Holy Spirit and fire and just the situation that I just read to you he said you have to choose to love this person even though this person was someone that you knew before and you knew what she was capable of you must love her you must obey see this is what Jesus is talking about 
when he's talking about this, it's my life no longer belongs to me. It belongs to him. So the life that he wants to live, he lives through me. And the thing of it is, is this, most of the time, what we do is we look at all of these spiritual, these religious type things to think this is how it is that he wants to live. No, no, no. What I want you to do, I want you to be in this world, not of it. I want you to walk in a realm of obedience that you've never, the willing and the obedient will eat the good of the land. One of the things that that Paul did, you don't know the things that you might have to suffer. It's going through the suffering. It's going through uh, until I was afflicted. I didn't know how good God was. I didn't know how good God is. See, it's going through the afflictions and recognizing the fact that I belong to him. And until I was afflicted, realizing that he had hidden me in a place, then I did not know how good he is. But the uh, being baptized in the Holy Spirit and in fire, it is a place of obedience. It is a place of, of uh, submission. It is a place of, 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 of uh, loving to do the things that he is. It's a place of loving God's people. It's a place of, of interacting. It's a place of a husband loving his wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. It is a thing of a woman honoring her husband and honoring him in the way that she would honor God. It's an obedience thing. So it's uh, it's really about obedience. That is what being baptized in the Holy Spirit and fire. The Spirit of God is on the inside of you. And He, it's like Jeremiah said, uh, I can't help it. I can't help it. It's like fire. It's like fire shut up in my bones. Well, what does that mean? The Spirit of God is leading you in a way and you will follow. He said, I'll lead and guide you into all truth. He didn't say, I'll lead and guide you into all facts. He said, I'll lead and guide you into all truth. So as you follow me, no matter how difficult it is, there's an excitement. There's an excitement on the inside. Then the joy of the Lord, as it says, if you read that whole thing in Nehemiah, uh, at the joy of the Lord, it becomes your strength. Here it was. These people were looking at what used to be and, and what might be and all of that. And here it is that they're screaming and hollering and whatever it is. And then he says, but you remember the joy of the Lord is the strength that you're going to need to go through this. So everybody is not baptized in fire. Everybody is not willing to go through and to obey uh, what's necessary. See, because going into the Holy of Holies, you can't take that mess in there. And what happens is this. In baptism and fire, it does not matter how somebody else treats you. It does not matter what somebody else says about you. It does not matter. Why? Because you're dead to the body. You're dead to self. You're dead to that. Why is that? That's been burned up. That has been cremated. That has been that has been ashes. That has been gone. Why is that? Because I forgot that old life. I am not married to the flesh any longer. I am not married to any of those things. I have been baptized with the Holy Spirit and fire. He says, repent, repent. This is what John, the, the, the uh, immerser says. He says, and then there's coming one after me who will baptize you in Holy Spirit and fire. So Jesus w went ahead, did what he had to do to go ahead and get baptized. But the fire did not come. The fire did not come until they were all in one place. 
one place in one accord one place one accord one place one accord so it, here it is and then it was as fire there were tongues that were on them and then they started to speak in another language and in that language all of these other people understood what was happening but there was an obedience and there was a oneness there was a oneness see to be baptized in fire many people never have because they don't get along with nobody enough long enough to be baptized in fire they don't have agreement with anyone uh the love of god is not flowing through i hope that answered and i hope that that was uh, uh an example huh they, they said thank you that helps immensely okay all right well we're immensely about out of time <laughs> do you want to say anything about sundays uh Yes, uh, on, on Sundays, uh, our whole shifting at Astounding Love has changed. All that we're doing there is really, really, really exciting. We're uh, coming together as one, and all we're, what we're doing, he says, uh, what I want you to do is I want you to pray and praise. Pray and praise. So we're spending a lot of time praying, no teaching, no, no Bible lesson, no any of those. All the Bible lessons will be done on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. All of that until we find out exactly what it is that he wants to do. We're falling in love with the area that we live in. I mean, not falling in love. We're being pulled in love with San Jose and Santa Clara County. It's praying for that area. It's praying for, it's praying for whatever it is that he wants to be prayed for. And what it is is coming into a place of submission. You know, here's something that's very interesting. They, when they were in the upper room, that 120. He says they were all in one place in one accord. Do you think that's the first time they prayed together? Oh, no. They had to come, and they had to come, and they had to come because all of them had ideas. All of them had different thoughts about all kinds of stuff, you know, just like we do. You know, well, I could do this better than you. And, and I mean, you could tell about his disciples. And, uh, you know, the women there, you know they had their own opinion about stuff. And so what happened is they finally got into one place in one accord until it was one person, it was one entity, it was one thing, and that was the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord. They finally got into a place where he was Lord. And when they got into that place where he was Lord, where the focus was totally upon him, then tongues of, of, of that look like fire came and sat on them, and it started to burn them. And you see, this is what's, this, this is what's uh, happening in many people's lives. This is what's about to happen uh, all over the world. Why is that? Because people are tired of themselves. They're tired of choosing their friends. They're tired of choosing stuff themselves that don't work. And he says, I'm the only one that knows because I know everything. So, um, any rate, I've had fun tonight coming back. And, uh, you know, it's great to be alive. It's great to be with you. Uh, it's great to, you know, it's just great. Everything is just great. And all, <laughs> all that stuff, you know. Uh, so, uh, if, if um, you know, if you're in the area or whatever it is, we're not, uh, we're not uh, filming that uh, because it's a, um, uh, it's a, a in-house thing, um, but we will have it open on the phone and, and some people, anyway, we're, we're not filming it publicly, but the people that are a part of the congregation will be 
uh, doing something for them with Zoom or something of that nature. So, any rate, this is Dr. Baker, and oh, I forgot, if you desire to give into the ministry, it's www.mteminc.org, and also Zell Offerings. Offerings at uh, org, and also, uh, what is it, Cash App? Uh, Cash App, what's he's, that? He's got it all listed. Oh, it's listed? Yes. Oh, oh okay, shoot. Go ahead on, Frederick, or whoever did it. Go ahead on, Frederick! Woo! Woo, woo, woo! Thank you. Okay. Anyway, people can give into that. Frederick is in New York, and he is just just, just on it. So, anyway, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, let me pray for you. Let's pray, I mean, pray for us. Father, we thank you, and we praise you for tonight. I thank you that the people that were on this call that we all got something from it. I know that I did. I thank you that we grow in truth. I thank you that we grow in relationship. I thank you that we grow in you. And I thank you that people have a better understanding of what being baptized in the Holy Spirit and fire is, what it is and how it is that we're seated in you and all of the different aspects. I thank you that, ah, gosh, Next week, when I come, I will work at slowing down my speaking. Because <laughs> sometimes I just... And then you have to catch it and replay it. So, any rate, I'm going to work on that. Because every now and then, I can teach <laughs> in that manner. So, I love you. I, I really do. I love you. I love you. I love you. So, those are all the kisses that I can throw. And they were all clean. So, I will see you next week.